Hey everyone, welcome to Cocktails and Conversations, Stories with Megan and Brad. Cheers, babe. Cheers, my love. Today's podcast story is, is all about airports and immigration checkpoint struggles. Um, as you guys know, we've done a, a little bit of traveling, Brad's done a little bit more than I have. Um, but we've done a little bit of traveling together, so we've had nightmares going through airport security um, almost every time. I think there was one flight where we didn't have a problem, but uh, we we have some good stories for each yeah. <laughs> trip that we've done. It'll make your travels feel a lot less stressful listening to some of these <laughs> stories for sure. So I don't say it was bad luck or anything like that. It was just kind of uh, adventures that we happened to nonchalantly uh, come upon, I guess. I feel like it's like, yeah, you think you're on vacation. Let's just add in a little bit of a headache for you here and <laughs> whatnot. So our first trip together. Oh, babe, this matches up so well. It was seven weeks after your flight from Australia. What? Um, how you got back on the plane is beyond me. But uh, we went, we decided... Um, you had just come back from Australia at that point, so you were a little short of cash from being a university student and paying tuition. As a lot of people, I'm sure, can definitely um, kind of agree relate with and to. relate to. Yeah, being broke after university <laughs> is pretty much inevitable. I was working a just above minimum wage paying job, but uh, not making tons of cash so we did the cheapest thing that we could do and as you know the cheapest trip you can go on <laughs> is cuba <laughs> at least for canadian well i guess americans too uh, i don't even know back then if they could have yeah yeah they can uh, uh, yeah, i'm sure they can travel there can but they, yeah broke canadians go to cuba just in case you didn't know that <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and there's a reason why so <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a beautiful country it's a fantastic yeah. country but you don't travel to cuba because you are looking for outstanding food no. and, and all the rest of it but again you know what you travel for what you travel for and i think yeah. every bit of traveling is fantastic so our first trip to cuba was you know it was really great again like megan said it was about Oh, Less than two months after I got back from Australia, and mm -hmm. if you haven't heard that story, <laughs> you might want to check that one out before this for sure. It makes it that much funnier, I Absolutely. think, that you actually got back on <laughs> so quickly after. I still can't believe I do. Maybe I'm just a glutton for punishment. Um, so we we went to Cuba. We were there, it was just a one-week trip, yeah. all-inclusive at the, I believe it was called the Allegro. Yeah, good memory. Wow, yeah. um, By the way, don't go in February. We went at the very beginning. Um, it's... It's wet. It's Yeah, it's cold. Um, it is, yeah. And we made that same mistake. We'll get into that a little later on, but we made that same mistake with another Again, country trying yep. to get somewhere warm. So regardless, February... Cuba, trying to get into hot, don't do it. It's not worth it. No. And there's a reason why it was that cheap. <laughs> I mean, come on. You get what you pay for, people. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's great deals out there, and you can get a good bargain and have a fantastic <laughs> time. But we definitely um, got a great deal that we paid for. Yeah. So, I mean, the week I was, uh, it was cool. It mm -hmm. was wet. I think we had a, probably out of the seven days. So... 
Are you really there seven days when you travel for a week? No, because the day you get there is you're kind of getting familiar with the place and, and everywhere. And it was a little, I think when we got there, it was, it was cool, but the sun was out. So we thought, oh, this is going to be great. Um, I think, believe we got there kind of later in the afternoon, if not yeah. even at nighttime, because yes, I think it was nighttime. our very first meal, which was the only bit of food which you could have had, were uh, ham paninis. <gasps> And yeah, Megan about the loved the paninis. Oh my You know what? Yeah. I will say they were done very well. I, you know what? It's it's so funny. You go back to them and you say, like, what kind of magic did you work on these? And they it was probably the most basic thing that they could do yeah. together. Literally. Life changing. And it was amazing. It yeah. was done very well. The bread was nice. A little crisp on the outside. <laughs> some grill marks. Some, you know, three or four day old ham. <laughs> <laughs> um... Cuba's not known for food. I, you know what? There are some Cubans who can cook really good food. Yeah. But in general, it's pretty much like here's some white rice. You're there for the beach. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's not all be food. let's all be you know realists here. We're there for the beach, uh, not the food. But regardless, so we had our panini, our luxurious panini sandwiches first mm, thing. Yeah. Um, overall, I mean, the the resort we stayed at had. Very pub-style foods, if you will, throughout the day. They had a couple little spread-out kiosks that had um, French fries yeah. wrapped in the newspaper. You know, pretty cool. Papafitas. Papafitas for our Spanish friends out there. Um, pizza. <laughs> pizza, yeah. Um, rice. Rice. Pretty staple and everything. Yeah, rice. I mean, they had the buffets and stuff like that. Obviously, we got there a little bit later towards the nighttime, so it was all kind of wrapped up and closed by the end of them but regardless throughout the I mean, day it was fine yeah throughout the day there was definitely staple breakfast yeah lots of food options um definitely i recommend if you're going down to cuba nothing wrong with bringing a little bit of salt and pepper in your bag yeah some sauce or some seasoning. even a little bit of salt, you know it wouldn't be that bad then, yeah you, there was a lot of choices they were just not it wasn't it's not over the top yeah i don't know like you they know. just they don't it's very basic i guess yeah. kind of food so we had a, regardless, we did have a fantastic trip. We did, yeah. Um, you know, we, we met some great people on our first trip together. Cheers, boo. I think it was, do you remember? Actually, I don't even know if I want to say this just in case my parents were listening, but um, you took me over to the cliffside and we had been dating for like seven weeks at that point. I mean, we knew each other a little before, but we were... Boyfriend and girlfriend at this point. Boyfriend and girlfriend. Seven. I was in love at first sight. I know. And that's a whole other podcast all in itself. I know. We should do that. That would be good. That would be good, actually. Yeah, people like our story. Yeah. It's a good story. Don't do it. It's insane. But it, a lot of, it doesn't work for everybody, <laughs> and I don't know anybody else that it has worked for, but it seemed to have worked for us. We've been now over six years together, mm-hmm. um, and I couldn't be happier. But going so, back to that, yeah, you said you wanted to... Um, I wanted to marry this girl yeah. so bad. And marriage isn't everything, but I guess that was, to me, my biggest way of showing how much I was just so much in love with this girl. Yeah. And has been since day one. So I, I remember buying her a... She was out... We actually went for a walk. And um, walk, on, walk on the beach, and they had this really beautiful, so nice sunny day, probably the only one that yeah. we had when we were there. Yeah. And it had this big cliff that kind of oh, kind yeah. of jetted out over the water. Yeah. And of course, us, we don't bring any sandals as we're walking 
along the beach, as you most people don't. Oh, bare feet. And we thought, you know, let's let's walk along this, you know, <laughs> this uh, large rock kind of formation that, that kind of, like I said, jets out over the water. You know, how bad can it be? Just watch where you're, watch where you're stepping, and, and you'll be fine. So, anyways, you know, a little bit of. Uh, a little bit of pain and tears. We ended up getting to the end of this <laughs> rock formation overlooking the water, and it was stunning, absolutely yeah. beautiful. The water's pretty there. So we're both there, and the moment was fantastic. I thought, what a great opportunity to do something sweet. And again, knowing, still learning and, and understanding a lot of what Megan's about and what she loves, dolphins was... <gasps> The biggest one that jumped out to me that she was in love with, and I talked about them, oh, I'd love to go swim with the dolphins. Although we don't agree with the con- how they're um, contained. contained and controlled and all this kind of stuff, we really love swimming with wild dolphins um, and things like that. And we hadn't actually had the opportunity to do anything quite like that yet. Mm-hmm. I so I thought, them. you know what, let me, we're, it's hot. Just um, again, this one day, we're a little dehydrated, so I said, "Listen, why don't you sit, relax, put your feet up a little bit on this little rock pile thing, or dangle them off a little cliffside <laughs> there. Let me run and grab us a couple beverages, and um, I'll come back." Free beverages. Of course, all inclusive. <laughs> wonderful. Um, so, yeah, I don't have much money at that point, so I think I might have had about fifty dollars on me, um, and more. More or less, it was uh, we were at an all-inclusive resort, but it's a little bit of tipping. And yeah. um, this day, they'd advertised there was a few markets there with jewelry and um, trinkets and souvenir items. You know, very touristy kind of uh, stuff there. So on my walk back to grab a couple of drinks, I see a vendor there who has all these rings all laid out. And I remember it like vividly, like it just happened yesterday. And a really nice guy. I at this point I'd spoke. A pretty good amount of Spanish, and still more or less kind of do, I guess. Yeah, I understand right. a lot more than I could probably speak, but so, you know, I see him looking over at me, I'm looking over at him, <laughs> you know, I draws me over, come on, man, come see me, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go over and see this guy, and he says to me in Spanish. So I go over and talking to him, and, you know, buy something for the wife, for the girlfriend. I said, ah, oh, yeah, no wife yet, no fiance yet. I said, but hopefully one day. So he said, let me show you this. So he pulls out this beautiful, probably very cheaply made <laughs> um, dolphin, two dolphins, kind of kissing into a little heart. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, geez, I, I, you know, I don't think I'd be able to afford anything like that. And he said, you know, how much money do you have on it? So that's when you know what the quality of the material is. <laughs> We're not asking you what you have in your pocket, opposed to this is the price and that's what it is. Be weary, but it is, again, it is what it is. So, um, I still have that. I think you still do. I do. That. I absolutely do. That's do. cool. That's pretty cool, actually. So, anyways, I had to buy this ring. So, I think it probably cost me forty-five dollars <laughs> out of my fifty that I had. Uh, it was worth it. So, I thought, oh, this is. You know, I'm. We can't do anything else for the rest of the trip. Yeah, that'll be it. No excursions. No swimming with dolphins now. <laughs> the only dolphins will be kind of. Here, as a I'm gift. <laughs> so walk back. Forgot the drinks. I'm gonna throw that out there. Um, <laughs> completely forgot the drink. I was so captivated by this <laughs> ring, and you know, excited that ooh, you know, the first kind of present that I bought for her, if you will, and stuff like that. I, I'm going to 
I'm gonna, you know, this is gonna be good. So I'm, I'm focused, I'm tunnel vision. I get, I get walking back, stepping over these rocks and stones and crevices and stuff. My feet are killing me and burning, of course. Finally get to Megan and, and she's sitting there, feet hanging off the edge of this cliff. And I, would sit, I sit down and talk. She asks, of course, oh, no drinks. And of course, yeah, well, what were you doing? Oh, well, uh, well, you know, I, uh, they're going to bring us down. They'll bring the drinks over to us when they have them ready. <laughs> if you ever go to Allegro, they do not bring the drinks out to a rock formation hanging out over <laughs> over the water. I'll so you your chair back. But she didn't know that. So it is what it is, I guess. <laughs> um, so I said, you know what? Let's see what's taking so long. It's about five or seven minutes goes by. Let's see what's taking so long. You know, we're getting hot. We're getting a little bit burned now. Let's let's head in. As we stand up, we start walking in. I look over, and of course, the sweet romantic. I go down and tell her how much I love her, and you know, everything is so wonderful. And I hope to one day marry her. Yeah. And I give her my cheaply made. <laughs> Promise ring uh, with the two dolphins kissing, and uh, we head on back in, and it was a wonderful day. We got a couple of drinks, and all sweet and lovely. And I just like to point out that uh, Brad spent substantially more than forty-five dollars on my engagement and wedding ring. So yes, and the, the, do the dolphin ring is nice. These ones were beautiful, so you did good, babe. I was a little wary of getting that dolphin ring, but uh, um, so it, it's time to head back. We've had our little vacation fun. It's day seven. Day seven. It's day seven now. So, again, being our first time traveling together, you know, Brad, Brad has his stuff. I have my stuff. You got everything? Yeah, I got everything. Okay, one last check at the room. Under the bed, in the cupboards, in the closet, in the bathroom, everywhere you can imagine. We're making sure, nope, we have everything we need. Pack it up and let's go head down for the shuttle. We're getting ready for the shuttle. So we're there in the foyer, if you will, at Allegro with, you know, as anybody's ever traveled, you know what it's like sitting in the big foyer their room with everybody's luggage and waiting for the buses to pull up and get loaded up and let's take you back to reality everybody so we, we hop on the bus bags get loaded we head into the airport mm -hmm. no issues nothing nope nothing wrong we get there we get in we get in line should i say on the bus ride do you remember the lovely lady who said you know that ladies and gentlemen i hope you had a great time um, remember, if you don't have your paperwork, you know, you'll be enjoying it here a little longer because we won't let you leave the island. And I remember you saying this is semi when panic started to set in for Slightly. you. Slightly. But I thought, come on. I mean, we're tourists, right? It, we'll be fine. I forgot a little bit of paperwork or anything <laughs> like that. I mean, you know, I'll pay for it at the border with my $5 I had extra after the ring. <laughs> bargain um, away. Bargain my way out. And I don't, I try not to stress too much or focus too much on that feeling of panic or fear because, you know, she was very lighthearted, if you will, saying, you know, oh, if you don't have all your paperwork, you're going to have to stay here and you don't like the accommodations that we have for you. It's not a nice all-inclusive. We bring you to our jails. 
And I guess that kind of sat right in the pit of my throat. <laughs> um, but again, I'm not going to say nothing to me. Megan. Megan's a very organized person. And I'm, I'm organized. But little things like that, you're on vacation. I just try to be on vacation, I guess, if you will. <laughs> and uh, we get in line up to the airport. And I guess slowly the fear is somewhat building inside. <laughs> and I'm... You were panicked. I'm panicking, for sure. But I thought, again, it's a bit of paperwork. I'm Canadian. They'll let me out. We're loved all over the world. Um, So I don't see this being a huge issue. I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, as as we most of us do back (laughs) home. I'm sorry. I don't have my stuff. (laughs) And we're in lineup. And I hear the lady. We're about four or five people back. And I hear the lady, make sure you have all of your declarations and immigration forms here or visas, or whatever the terms that mm-hmm. she used. So I, you know, Megan's kind of standing in front of me, and I look over her shoulder, and I happen to see her passport she's holding with a couple pieces of, of, of slips and paperwork <laughs> that's in there, and I am looked down to my passport, which is completely empty. It is just a passport with nothing <laughs> in it. Uh, we're now one person in behind... Uh, I guess reaching the, I guess reception person that's out there immigration for immigration, yeah. and we get to the front. My wife hands in her passport. I put down my passport. <laughs> she opens my wife's passport. She goes through her little visa slips and the stuff that she has and whatnot. And okay, you know, here's your boarding pass. Have a good trip. Opens my passport and looks at me with this kind of a almost a stern, like a very not impressed look yeah. on her face and asked me, where are your visa... Immigration documents. Immigration documents. Declaration, yeah. And declaration. Well, I said, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have them. <laughs> I don't, and again, trying to keep the panic and fear and the tears <laughs> held back, I don't have them. I, you know, well, where are they? Oh. I, I reply back, well, they're... And... It was almost like a lightning bolt that struck me in the side of my head. And I can actually picture my document sitting on the counter <laughs> as you walk into our hotel room. Mm. I remember putting them there, not thinking, ah, I'm not going to need these. I'll keep the paper because I might need to take some notes or anything like that. I'll just write on these. <laughs> I'm not really understanding the importance of what these documents are. So again, I try to brush it off very cool and calm as a cucumber. No problem. Megan, proceed. Sir, we need to come with us. (laughs) So from behind me, I have two security officers come. Sir, you need to come with us. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) No problem. Ma'am, you need to get board the plane. So I can only imagine. Again, this is Megan's first trip. Yeah. I've done some traveling. I've been some ups. I've had some downs. I've had some really wild and crazy adventures. I couldn't begin to imagine what she's going through, mm-hmm. knowing that she's boarding a plane and her only travel companion ever is now being taken into Cuban secondary with their border security and officials there. So we, we part ways, uh, lineups everywhere. I've got my luggage and... I kept letting people in front of me go ahead because I was thinking, oh, I'll just take you aside for a minute. You weren't gone for a minute. 
No. So people just, I, I had to go. I was, I think I was the second last person. I think they made you though. Yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, like, no doubt you need it was. To get, like you can't just stand here. I was like, I'm waiting for my boyfriend who's probably in handcuffs He's as we speak. Probably in a Cuban prison. <laughs> For whatever reason, you guys are going to hold them for. So as they take me, they and I'm very stern. Um, they're speaking very fast Spanish back and forth. I can't understand the dialects of mm -hmm. Spanish they're using because they're talking about they're using words and things like that that I don't really understand. Things I wouldn't normally use in <laughs> my conversations I had when I lived in Costa Rica. They're probably calling you names. They're oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I heard Gringo once or twice, <laughs> no doubt. Um, so they bring me into a back room in, in this Cuban airport in a little tiny office, and there's a man sitting there, and he looked like Castro himself was sitting there, and I, and now the fear is full on. Now the back sweats are coming in, the palms of my hand are sweating, as they are as I'm telling the story right now. Um, and so traumatized, you traumatized. And I, the officer says to me, why, why don't you have your paperwork? Where's your paperwork? What have you been doing here? How long have you been here for? Where did you stay? What room did you stay in? Who are you here with? What's in your luggage? And pretty much the third degree, we played about a 101 questions back and <laughs> forth here. And I said, listen, like, I'm, I'm very sorry. I'm very apologetic. I'm, I'm Canadian. This is my first time in Cuba. I've left my documents. They're back at Allegro. And I said, I know where they are. They're sitting on the counter. As you walk in the door, there's a counter there. Um, you know, they're sitting right on this little glass table. And I said, well, you need to have those to leave the country. <laughs> and now the plane, now the amount of time has gone by where they're starting to call last call for this flight and I'm really panicking. I'm thinking, well, maybe if I break down into tears, <laughs> he'll feel really bad for me and maybe let me on the plane or I'm going to break down the tears and he's going to put me in a Cuban prison just to kind of see what happens, maybe a social experiment or something. Anyway, so after pleading with him that you know, I'm not here illegally, I'm not a drug abuser, I'm here on a genuine trip with my very, very new relationship girlfriend who is now sitting on the plane, probably going through her own panic and fear herself. Um, I really need to get home. So, needless to say, bless this man's heart, and I don't think I'll ever remember his face as long as I live. He says, next time you come to Cuba, you make sure that your documents are kept in your passport at all times. Um, so needless to say, we uh, we haven't been back. I haven't been back to Cuba since. And I'm not saying I wouldn't go back to Cuba, but after all the travel stuff, like the, after, uh, all the travel stuff I've done, I probably wouldn't go back unless I'm, you know, just looking for like a quick week away and, you know, it's a really even, big deal and stuff like that. Even still, do you think that just totally traumatized you to go back? It was scary. <laughs> if anybody's ever been to Cuba, it's, you know, it's a beautiful country. It's a beautiful culture. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of amazing, amazing things about Cuba that I absolutely do love, except for immigration in the back of the airport <laughs> is a very terrifying thing. So anyway, so um, 
he says, okay, he takes my passport. Um, again, he's, he's looking over everything and says, okay, he hands it back. Go back to the same teller that you were at. I'm escorted back out with security. And of course, everybody in the airport is looking at me like, you know, nudging shoulders, like, huh, they got the gringo, you know. I bet you he had drugs on him or something. Meanwhile, I don't do any drugs. I don't even smoke cigarettes. So we get back up to the same teller, and I'm looking around for my she's I guess, soon-to-be wife, girlfriend. Um, girlfriend at the time, um, who's now on the plane. The plane is probably revving up and ready to go, <laughs> and there's Brad rushing down the, uh, I guess, the on-ramp. I know, I almost said tarmac, but I don't think that's yeah. right. No. It's not. It was a ramp I went down, yeah, to the plane. Yeah. Anyways. Boarding ramp. Boarding ramp? We'll, we'll go look with, into that. Yeah, we'll go with boarding ramp. I like though. boarding ramp too, yeah. We would not win Jeopardy with that question. No, that's a, that's a lose lose yeah. for everybody right there. Okay. It's a little okay. <laughs> anyway, so get onto the, get on the plane, uh, get down to my seat. The most affectionate embrace Megan and I had and it was <laughs> such a thankful relieving if everyone's seen um, Argo the movie <laughs> I almost felt like that I not that I was there for any ungenuine reason or I had done anything wrong or anything illegal it felt so amazing to have that plane take off in the air and uh, it was amazing it was absolutely amazing feeling so What a fantastic feeling it was to be up in the air, heading back to good old Canadian soil. Good old Canada. So, I mean, that was, it was a good trip. Um, I would say that, you know what, it's not the most traumatizing one that we've had. No. I mean, we... But how many couples can say that they... And there was more, I feel like we need to do a podcast on that, because that was a... Well, yeah, we went through a lot. I mean, again, being first boyfriend and girlfriend, we don't know a lot about each other at this point other than what we verbally <laughs> set for each life. Yeah. Um, so that was a, you know, I feel like a make or break, almost a make or break type of scenario, um, though what we've experienced after that, I think, would definitely have made or break a few yes, absolutely. relationships. So heading out of Toronto, this would have been... Um Jeez, I would say maybe a year later. Yeah, then. a year later, and in the summertime. It was the, the only summer. time I could get off of work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think that was the only time I ever had, I had vacation time at the job that I was at. Yeah. For um, the time there. And I have, uh, so everybody knows, I have kind of like stomach issues from here and there. A lot of it's nerves and uh, <laughs> a fear of flying and stuff like that. So we're leaving Toronto. Well, yeah. I guess we're, we're actually on our way to Toronto Airport. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was your dad that was driving us, actually. Yes. Tanner Farrell, a big shout out to you. So we, a little backtrack to that, we decided to go to Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned for a podcast with Brad. So this is my first time to Costa Rica ever. Yes. First time together, for sure. Yep. You previously went there, and um, why I think you went back to Costa Rica is kind of a whole other different... I love Costa Rica. I know, but when people hear what you've been through, we, we have to do a podcast on that because it's yeah. hysterical. But anyways, regardless, we decided to go back to Costa Rica. 
you've decided to go back. I've decided, yep, I've never been. Let's do it. We just did a week there as yeah. well because that was all we could get off of work. Yeah, just a week. It was, I fell in love with Costa Rica. I was there my very first time. I was there for three months. Again, that's a whole other mm-hmm. story. I was there. Um, fantastic back. experience. I absolutely, absolutely, I loved it. So what a great experience to share, especially after Cuba, <laughs> with my um, girlfriend. So I thought this would, this would be a fantastic opportunity to see something new mm-hmm. and exciting. And uh, at this point, Costa Rica has a very good tourism and has for, for quite a long time, but not with our circle of friends and family who yeah. have never really been or anywhere near Central America for that matter. All of your staples, our families have been to your Caribbean and your islands and, and so on and so forth, but not Central America. So I get in contact with the lady who I actually worked for my previous time. Her name was Lee. Fantastic lady. I love her. A second mom to me, 100%. And said, listen, um, I'd love to bring Megan down and kind of give her an experience of, of Costa Rica and whatnot. She goes, yeah, absolutely. Come on down. We'll stay in the resort. So I said, great. Sounds great. So we book in. Everything's great. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, everything's checked in. Um, Megan's dad's driving us to the airport. I'm absolutely nervous as all nervous can be. Again, yeah. we're flying. I'm a, a little still weary from my Australian flight, another podcast that we've already recorded check it out um so we're going through airport and <laughs> we say goodbyes to everybody family hugs and kisses and whatnot i mean we're only going for a week mm-hmm. and my stomach is i'm not feeling great i wasn't feeling great this morning but of course everybody and myself is saying ah you know it's just your nerves it's not yeah. a big deal it's nothing to you know it is what it is it's, it's okay so i get we get to the airport and i'm going through i say you know i gotta go to the bathroom so I go to the bathroom Everything's fine. Come out. We get our boarding passes. Okay, now we gotta you gotta wait. Um, Pearson at the time is going through a little bit of construction. So after you kind of checked in your luggage and you've um, uh, you've got your boarding passes, there was a big lineup that you had to wait to get through to get through security and, and yeah. things like that. So we're in lineup and the. I'm getting this pain. Yeah, you this, just like collapsed to the floor oh, in pain. It was a deep pain. And I'm thinking, geez, this is not good. I mean, <laughs> should I be even flying right now? Yeah. But you're stuck with that contradiction of, yeah. is it just, am I just overthinking this yeah. or is there really something going on? So I'm having this kind of like internal conflict with myself as I'm, <laughs> Crawl. Now, now I've collapsed almost yeah. to the floor, and I'm maintaining the smile as the beads <laughs> of sweat are running down my my cheek and stuff. And you just yeah. So I'm carrying all the luggage because Brian is just crawling across the floor, and I'll never forget this. Border security comes up to me and goes, "What's wrong with him?" Uh, if you don't, have you never seen Brian? Um, He's Brian, handsome. very handsome, don't get me wrong. But in, even though you're wearing a long sleeve shirt, like you have tattoos and you have them on your hands, which people I think really get a little, you know, kind of worry about like why do you have I mean yes. it's 
whatever year it is at this point, 2015. But still, you have tattoos. I do have tattoos. And the one is... It's a strength and power symbol written in Cantonese. I mean, we're not talking gang symbols here. But it is a gang symbol. We found out later, it is a, if you flip it upside down, it is a gang symbol in one of the Central Americas. In Central America. It's, yeah. again, I don't think that far ahead, my friends. So anyways, the guy's like, what's wrong with him? I'm like, he's just really nervous about flying. And he's looking him up and down like, okay, buddy. So they pull us into this line and they start to check us through. And we actually forgot to mention, Brad travels with this absolutely ridiculous stuffed hippo. There's nothing ridiculous about my gigantic stuffed hippo. <laughs> he brings him on his trip. So you can imagine what Border thinks when a tattooed kind of bad boy looking guy comes through. And what do you have in your bag, sir? This giant stuffed, it's a stuffed hippo. animal. Okay, so... A quick pause in the conversation here. If anyone's ever seen the Travelocity commercials, where you see that little kind of garden gnome um, guy? Gnome. The traveling gnome. Yeah. And they take pictures of him all over the world, and everybody <laughs> finds it so cute and friendly. So years and years ago, I thought, what a great idea. was I'll start bringing a hippo with me, and I'll take pictures of him surfing and sitting on beach chairs and going through adventures and stuff. So I take him everywhere I go, and... If you can imagine the looks I get. As yeah, this, they're I'm never impressed with us. No. Poor Hippo's been through a lot. I know. So he's... His name's Herbie. Herbie the Hippo. <laughs> Just control it. He's staring at Brad. He's looking at me. They're running our stuff through secondary. They pull out the Hippo. He himself goes through secondary. And, I mean, there's nothing there. So what are they mm-hmm. going to do? So they kind of look at Brad and say, Are you sure you can fly? Brad kind of coughs out a... No problem. Yeah. I'll be good. Guy. Now, I'm, I've now stood up from my <laughs> crouching position. Now, we went through this line to get to the secondary. Oh. It took about 40 minutes. Yeah, at least. And you know when you, you're really trying not to be noticeable? <laughs> but when you're dragging <laughs> so yourself noticeable. along the floor... Yeah. You, you know you're noticeable. Yeah, you stood up. Yeah, and carrying a, a two foot wide fluffy hippopotamus was not going to really help me in any way at all. I think. Well, so we get onto the plane though. So somehow everything goes through. We get on the plane, and Brad's doing his whole stomach crouching floorness. Yeah. Um. So we get him on a seat, he's kind of curled up a seat, and the stewardess comes over, a lovely lady, and says, oh, are you sure that this guy should be fine? At this point, I'm like, I don't freaking know, man. Like, I thought it was just stomach pain. There's clearly maybe something else more going on. Like, Brad, are you sure? We're going to be in a different country at this point. Are you sure we can fly? Like, are you sure you feel okay enough to fly? Not having, I don't know, some sort of appendicitis or some. It didn't feel like that. I, mean, I knew yeah. it was, I knew it was stomach issue. So, if you generally people feel a really horrible pain in your stomach or, or anywhere in your body, be aware of it. I know my body enough to yeah, know. You usually I, have. I have stomach issues and stuff. Yeah. You know, it probably didn't help having a couple beers the night before with my father-in-law, which wasn't uh, an unusual thing yeah, to happen, I guess. Yeah, you guys got by. <laughs> yeah, no, right? So anyway, so 
Thankfully enough. Yeah, you were okay. About an hour or so into the flight, the everything kind of cooled down. Crackers. Lots of crackers, water, and it was yeah, fun. Yeah, you snapped out. As quickly as it hit you, I think you snapped out of it. It was amazing, and I was so thankful for that. Yeah. So now we, we arrive in Costa Rica, and uh, again, I'm, I'm feeling much better. Everything's fine. We get through customs. Well, we get to customs. Again, they open the bag. They see the hippo. They put the hippo in through the little x-ray machine thing, which... Of course, the hippo gets stuck in the x-ray machine thing and, you know, <laughs> they have to physically go in and actually pull this hippo out and he's looking quite stressed out himself at this point. I know, poor hippo. Oh, poor hippo. Her so much. Poor Herbie. So, anyways, we enjoy our week in Costa Rica. It's a fantastic spot. It's a whole other uh, adventure we had there. Yeah, we got we got engaged there. It was fantastic. We actually went to Arenal Volcano, which uh, a very, very good, amazing friend of mine. Um, we've got a little small tour company in Costa Rica that uh, he predominantly takes care of all the all the legwork and work for that. Um, was able to take us to a beautiful, special spot at the the base of Arenal, where I was able to propose to my now beautiful wife yeah we should talk about that that's another one that's a really yeah, good, one. good one and i should say it was at the base of a, of a volcano there we go yes uh, my cousin at the time who later became our flower girl was very upset that it wasn't actually in the volcano as she, she as it was erupting you know. she was a um she thought it happened in the volcano it was at the base which i thought was so beautiful it would have been a cool story but it would have been cool at the base, it's, it's really all, yeah, that's good. yeah so we get we, we leave now we're, we're heading back to uh san jose airport mm -hmm. compliments of again my my tour buddy there Corey. Mm -hmm. We get there, we get all checked in. Of course, you know, Meg and I are both expecting some sort of issue or anything like that. Nope. Yeah. The hippo goes through, there's no problem. Leaving Costa Rica is actually a lot easier than coming into it. Yeah. I don't think they're too concerned with what's leaving there. It's more concerned with what's coming into Costa Rica. Which is weird. Which is very weird. Um, again, Central America. <laughs> No, um, yeah, we didn't have any flights going. We didn't have any problems no. leaving that flight. But we did have a stopover. No, that was. Oh, that was actually that was her. No, that was her second time. Yeah, no, leaving the first time was no problem at all. It's, I mean, it's a five-hour. So yeah, it's about that. So, I guess it's about five hours. Fantastic flight. A little bit of turbulence. If you've ever heard any of the podcasts. Yeah, you don't. I don't do well with turbulence. I'm no. a bit of a. Kind of a, what do you call that? White knuckle? Yeah. Flyer. Yeah, right now, white knuckle flyer. That's about right. Sounds right. Um, Nervous so flyer, let's call it that. Fast forward to, I don't know, a year, I guess, in between. A lot yep. has happened. We've decided to... Make a big transition to Costa Rica. Make a huge transition. We've decided to move. Yeah, we secured um, a... Job. Not so much a job, yes a job, not a job for legal reasons, if you will. We were helping out um, being paid at a large kind of adventure tour um, that they had going on the island, which was a kind of cool opportunity and stuff like that. Well, first we were supposed to be at the 
restaurant, remember? And the fire that happened. That oh, was, yeah, that was like the right. day we get there. You're we right. find out that we're not actually working at that restaurant. That restaurant has burned to the ground. Like that, the night before we got there. Yeah, which was weird. Yeah. Bit of a sign. There's, yeah. Recognize the signs when you're traveling, people. That's I will say that. So flight there was fine. Flight there was fine? Yeah, we've gone we've, through kind of our... We were there for three months. Fantastic. Costa Rica is fantastic. We were there for three months. Um, we stayed actually in... We were in Atenas okay, for that part. Atenas, yeah. yeah. Which is a nice little town in the center of uh, Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. We moved around a little. We went to Dominical for a little while. Yep. Which, again, I feel like as we're going through, like, there's like, oh, yeah, that should be another podcast. That one is definitely a podcast. <laughs> um, Dominical is, is a special place. A special we can place. talk about it at a later time. Then we went to Hako for a Hako. little bit. Anybody's ever been to Hako? Love Hako. Yeah, Hako. Short term. Yeah, we were. That's all I'm going to say. Hako was great short term. For that time around, we weren't there for very long. No. Um, I think we were there a grand total of two weeks um, before we decided to come to come back to Canada. It was around yep. Christmas time. Yep. Um, I, have an, I have an aunt. Um, she's okay now, but at the time, she was going through cancer treatment um it was around christmas time we weren't sure how long she was kind of sticking around yeah. it's been knock on wood she's, she's still hung gone, in there. it's yeah, been she's years hung. this is my great aunt um so we is this yeah i guess this is when we so we're heading back yeah. and we have a stopover in i believe it was Tex- houston texas houston texas yeah which I've never been, so even though it was an airport, I was like, cool. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> We've never been there. Yeah. So we get in. We, uh, we go through customs. We get through uh, all that uh, shenanigans and stuff. And uh-huh. we find the first person that's available and just ask, hey, listen, here's our ticket. Kind of where is the terminal and gate and everything we need to be to. Probably the least friendliest people I think I've ever met I on know. Earth. Um, basically kind of pointed over to where to go and that's where you're going to sit. Well, we had a four-hour layover, I a believe. four-hour layover. So we flew back. I, I want to say it was like we flew back on United Air. Yeah. But we were transitioning to an Air Canada flight. Yes. However, that same day, there was also a United Air flight going to Toronto. Yes. So when we asked where we should be going... We were leaving the United Air, Air, I guess, gates. The lady assumed we were going back on that same airline to Toronto. Right. We never specified, she never looked at our tickets properly to know that we were getting on an Air Canada flight. Yeah, it was Yeah, a, so that was the main, well, I guess that confusion, was, yeah. I guess, now I'm looking so back. So she sent us this way. You know, we have a layover, so we get lunch, we're feeling good. Maybe a beer or two. Yeah. We treat ourselves so a little bit. We get to our gate. And we sit. Yeah. And then we got maybe an hour and a half at this point, maybe two hours at most to kill. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there and yeah, talking and whatnot. And we look up at the gate that we're supposed to be boarding, mm-hmm. and it says Bogota, Colombia. Yeah. Okay, well, that's the... The flight that's leaving, our flight is going to be after that. You know, we're still pretty early, not to stress about it. Yeah. Till we get about 
30 minutes, 25 to 30 minutes when we're supposed to be boarding, and it still says Bogota. <laughs> hmm. That's weird. Maybe it's a super delay. Yeah, it's really weird. So we, we go up to, uh, you know, wait another 15 minutes or so. It's not changing, and they're boarding this flight for Bogota now. Yeah. Everything. This is really odd. Like, why is it going to Bogota and not Toronto? They're very <laughs> different, different totally locations. Different location. Yeah. Um, totally different countries altogether. And we finally go up to the lady at the front. She asks us to stand off to the side as everybody's boarding again. Very friendly people, not at all, at this airport <laughs> this specific day. Yeah. That was um, finally, she looks at her ticket and says, "Oh." Flight. <laughs> You're not on this flight. You guys are on the other side of the airport. Mm -hmm. And I think you might have missed your flight. Yeah. We think, no, there's no way. So we go running Yeah. To, to where we have to be getting onto the shuttle that takes us to another part of the airport. Yeah. If we were at, like, gate E, this flight was leaving from, like, gate A. We finally get there <laughs> on the well i should say we finally got there but so we run up to like a secondary checkpoint and then we run up to this guy and you know we're panting and i'm like sir i'm pretty sure our flight just left is there any way we can just kind of check and see and he's looking at us we're clearly huffing and puffing and on the verge of tears hmm. um and he says to us and i quote I should not be letting you both do this, but skip the line and go see if your flight has left. Do you remember that guy? I'll never forget his face as long as I live. Cause yeah. That and we ended up in a whole other different... Yeah, so we we run down to the first gate. I We run to Air Canada, and I swear this kid was 12 who worked behind the desk. <laughs> um, and... The first, so we get up there, and of course... Listen, this is who we are, this is, uh, you know, we think we might have missed our flight, and we're not sure what's going on, and this is what people told us, this is where we should be. Okay, no problem, folks, let me see what I can do for you. Uh -uh. So he, you know, the fingers are clicking away, and clicking away, and I clicking know. away. And it's probably his first day on the job. You know, he's not looking too confident <laughs> at what he's doing, I'm thinking, okay, and I'm looking over at Megan, and she's... Stressed. We're both stressed. We're so tired. Stressed. It's been a long day. Yeah. But hold it tight. You know, hold it nice and strong. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he looks up and says, I'm sorry, guys. You have, your flight is gone. <laughs> and like an hour into the air. There's, um, there's no other flights leaving here for Toronto tonight. Yeah. And I'm picturing, okay, maybe he didn't say that. Maybe <laughs> maybe Megan didn't hear that quite until I looked over and that one teardrop <laughs> starts falling down oh my God. and the face is starting to get sad and uh, very uncomfortable with what's happening now. Oh my God. And yeah. he says, well, I can put you on another flight. Mm-hmm. That will leave here in another, you know, four or five hours or so. That'll take you to, I believe it was Boston? Denver, I Denver. think. Denver. I don't know why Denver. that, yeah, that stands out to me. Um, Which where you'll stay yeah. there for another 
five, six, seven hour layover, and then you'll take a flight from there to Toronto, which basically puts us in at the same time yeah. as if we just stayed there for the night mm-hmm. and there was a flight leaving that I think it was pretty fairly early in the morning yeah, it was like 7 or 7.30 but at this time I think it's like 4.30 in the afternoon yeah, yeah. it's uh it might have been that actually oh, maybe a bit earlier I mean for that matter I really it was a horrible situation yes. so we think okay well I'm sobbing like sobbing, sobbing at this point I'm so but tired we're thinking you know what it's okay because, yes, it's going to be horrible staying in the airport for the night, but there's lots of restaurants around. Like, in the airport, there's, um, you know, somewhere where we can possibly go and, you know, maybe rest our head. Well, I asked him, I said, okay, where, like, is there an airport attached or a hotel attached to the airport? Do you ever been to Toronto? We have, like, nine different hotels that are attached to the airport. Texas? Not one. He said, no, you, take a taxi. you have to take a taxi. What? Texas, get your crap together. You're a huge capital, a country, well, you're not a country, but you know what I mean. You're a huge, you're a huge town. People know Texas. Yeah. Why don't you have hotels attached to your airport? So, yeah, yeah we decided, okay, let's go get some food, get some fuel into us, I, but we need money at this point. Yeah, and we are now outside of the main terminal of airport so in order for you to get into the main part of the airport where all the restaurants and all the comforts are you know like bathrooms and um, um, all that kind of stuff yeah we were not allowed to go back in there because we didn't have a boarding pass our boarding pass was now like no good anymore that flight is gone yeah and our new boarding pass you can only get so many hours prior to your flight in the airport. So we were stuck basically outside of all of these restaurants and comforts, if you will. Now, thankfully, there was a Starbucks. Yeah. Um, so after the tears and, you know, trying to, we got ourselves together a bit. Our luggage is gone. We Uh have absolutely no luggage. We have no amenities. We have nothing but the clothes on our back. Now we do have our carry-on, which had, you know, stuff you don't need when you travel, like shoes and- It had toothbrushes. It had toothbrushes. I think we even had a little toothpaste as well. Yeah. And- um, I tried to pull money out at this point. We're gonna need it, and uh, my card had been compromised. We were not supposed to be in Texas, and the bank especially pulling out money in Texas. Bank did not. We got twenty bucks out, so we uh, yeah. We take our twenty bucks and we go to the Starbucks stand. That was you. You went. I was sitting there trying to think. Okay, how am I gonna keep Megan kind of like, you know, encouraged that we will make it through this night and we will be okay sleeping in an airport, and we had a long yeah so long so we i get i get and it's not a starbucks like store by any means this is starbucks stand what they had was bagels that they had no toaster for yeah um, um starbucks in texas get your shit together yeah. how do you have bagels <laughs> with no toaster and not even that you don't cut the bagels in half <laughs> and put anything on them 
So even we do that back in Canada. Megan comes back <laughs> to the seat there. I've managed to just squeeze into a little tiny convenience stand and get a bunch of Starbucks or Star <laughs> Starbursts and chips. I think some chips and Cheetos or whatever, right? Because she was closing up and said, only cash. And I'm thinking, well, I only have about $10. Megan has the other 10 <laughs> And she's, uh, so Megan goes and she buys, I think, two bagels, which is all they had left, which were about as dry <laughs> as sand. Um, no butter. Yeah. No peanut butter. Nothing to wash them down with. Oh no, I think the only thing they had was like Boss and Fiji water, which cost like six bucks. Yeah, which we couldn't afford because so, we didn't have any money on oh us at that God, point. Yeah. So we oh. start um, nibbling on these bagels like a couple of little birds. <laughs> and we're noticing other people kind of gathering in our little area of kind of rejected lighters. <laughs> If you will. A little detention area. And we spent the entire night awake, Mm -hmm. basically. I slept 45 minutes, I think. You were, yeah, you were. But we didn't sleep, we also didn't sleep the night before because we had, oh. Well, I have stress about flying, so I don't sleep. We didn't sleep all the night before. No. Um, But we made it through the night. It was. We met friends. We did meet friends. (gasps) Do you remember? So. Just so you know, this happened to another gentleman who was coming from Thailand. Um, I'm positive if that man had a weapon on him, everybody in that airport would have been... Yeah, he had the same experience that we had, except he had 16 hours of flying before he got there to be stranded in the airport there. He was only three hours flight from his house. He actually almost got on that plane too before they said it was the wrong ticket. So he didn't speak... To really anybody, no, there, which was okay. Was so I not. think it wouldn't have been a very pleasant conversation anyway. Yeah, he was upset, to so say we, the least. <laughs> we make it through, uh, we make it through the night, and it was almost like a like a Survivor series where yeah. we all kind of chanted whenever they, yes, we could get our, our boarding passes, we can get through security, and you know we're all smiling. I mean, I'm kissing babies. I mean, it's I felt so great. Yeah. And uh, we get up through customs and we, you know, we go through security and stuff. And anyways, as I'm going through security, of course, I mean, this is hilarious. I'm not really paying attention. I'm putting my shoes back on and all this stuff as we get through. And all I hear is, "Woo, you a skinny girl. Yeah. And I'm kind of <laughs> chuckled and I'm thinking, what the hell is my, my girlfriend or fiance, I guess, at this time. And I look over and... There's Megan with this. In the scanner. Very voluptuous, yeah. beautiful oh, uh, she Jamaican was so lady. Much fun, yes. Very nice lady. Border agent. And I can see her hands <laughs> up and down little Megan's side. If you ever ever met my wife or ever seen pictures of her, she's not very big at all. She's very petite, if you will. Yeah. And this lady was a very healthy, larger set lady with the biggest smile, I'll never forget that. She was so funny. And of course hearing that, woo, you was skinny girl, was just the funniest thing, was just that bit of light and energy that we kind of needed to press on and get through this. Of course, again, I'm stressing about this upcoming flight. 
That got us through the rest of the flight. That got us through the rest of the flight was that, ooh, you skinny girl. I think that was, you know, to this day, that might even get me through a lot of my flights and security I go through now. I feel like we should get, should get that tattooed somewhere on you. I have to get Just that tattooed. Just a little thing. We would know for sure. Like, I'm sorry, but I'll never go back to Texas for that reason. Unless it's to see her because she was cool. Mind you, though, I wouldn't mind for, um, I mean, they, they have some nice kind of areas to pop into. I know I'm, I'm a... As uh, you're a big fan of your yoga with Adrian. No, I would definitely go, yeah. Okay, scrap that. I would 100% go back to Texas. Um, yoga with Adrian, if you're somehow listening to this, I love you. We love you, Adrian. <laughs> um, I would come to Texas to see you. Um, so, that was our- as much fun as that has been, that is not even, that is half of our stories. Yeah, we're going to have to do a part two. Let's part do, you want to do a part two? We'll do a part two. Let's do a part Should two. Should we cling to it? Let's do, let's do a clang and a cheers to part two. So Everybody, thank you so much for cheering in and... Part one done, on to part two. Cheers, everyone. We look forward to uh, seeing you back and we hope you enjoyed our uh, podcast and uh, we look forward to kind of... Stay tuned for part two of... Airports and immigration troubles. That's it. Thanks, everybody. Cheers.